Welcome to LOA Today. Walt Thiessen and Life Coach Joel Elston here. Today is Thursday, July the 19th, 2018, 8 a.m. Eastern Time, your first daily dose of happy for the day. And we hope your week is going swimmingly well, wonderfully well in this beautiful summer that we're experiencing here in the Northern Hemisphere. Of course, our friends uh, down under, they're actually in winter right now. So our sympathy goes to them for having to deal with winter, unless they're skiers and they love being out in the snow. In that case, we say, hooray, congratulations for you too. <laughs> but uh, Well, yeah, and also they have, they have the advantage of their toilet spins the other way. <laughs> so this is that out there. Uh, yeah. See, now that's yeah, an interesting so, take on our topic because our topic today is perspective. You just found a very fascinating way to change perspective. Which way does the water go down? <laughs> <laughs> exactly, and then I just I I, I, I I actually had a friend from down there send me a video of the toilet going down, and it does go the other way. Oh yeah, it does. It's true. <laughs> it's funny though. That's really funny. Thank you. I needed that laugh this morning because yeah. because I have to I, I have to honestly admit my my perspective the last couple of days hasn't been ideal compared to where I want it to be. I've had some fairly down times. I mean, I I try to stay up on the podcast, but. There have been times where my perspective just has been missing, and and I keep trying to get back to it. You, you ever have those times where you're, you're you're trying so hard, you know how important it feels it is to feel good, you know how important it is to stay in alignment, as Abraham likes to say, and you just can't get there. And and it, I know it's yes. about the perspective, but you know, when you're in there, like my perspective keeps going back to the you know the what is itis, as Wendy calls it. You know, like well, here's what really right. is. this is this is what is. Yet you can't look away from what is. <laughs> Well, and, and that, and you know, when, when you're in, you know, when you're in the mud, you know, you see mud. When you're in, and, and that, that's where the perspective and your power over it comes so uh, in, entrenched. And we, you know, obviously, we spent a lot of time on this topic this morning. And I'm being facetious because we literally spent maybe eight seconds because we were running a little late, both of us. That's but right. It's it, at the end of the day, it's it is the default topic of the law of attraction, and. So what, what what we're going to what I was doing yesterday I, I had a call at a referral from a, a lady and she left me a message on the phone and I, and I, I I'll go somewhere with this because it's going to start off and not really get much better but I, I I'll tell you where we're going with it okay uh, she called and and her message was she she has a really bad gambling problem and she I was referred to her and she said she was disabled and uh, and she mentioned in the phone message that she was disabled probably five times. And then I called her and she was describing a scenario. I said, well, please tell me a little bit about your gambling and where you're at. And she, I, I, I always take notes when I'm taking calls in a 17 minute phone call. She used the word. She explained to me she was disabled 18 times. So a little more than one minute, mm. one a minute. Uh, she was disabled. And again, this is not by any means judging or attacking. It's just putting her perspective of everything if she's disabled. And she's helpless because of her traumas and everything that she's been through. When she was a younger, she had surgery. Uh, she's been overweight. She has uh, several other issues. But yet, and she was only focused really on the gambling issue and being disabled. She had, She's equated those two. Uh, and, and so her perspective was that of someone who, who, who really just is, is stuck in her situation with no way out with a, with an excuse or an explanation in her mind that this is all there is. I can, that's all I can see. I just see trauma 
and I see my my gambling problem, and I'm just stuck, and I I see no way out. And um, you know, one one of the one of the things that I have lived in when I've been in the middle of just an incredibly bad time early in my addiction recovery, all I could see was all the destruction, all that I didn't have. And I didn't have much. And, and, you know, however, I I learned at some point to to understand that I'm just going to keep getting what I keep seeing. And, and, you know, that, and that, that seems so obvious that, you're in it. You can't get out of it. And when it, when people have tried to practice the law of attraction, starting at such a low level of energy and 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 everything is around, just getting past the victimhood of it or, or where you're at is so incredibly hard that a lot of people just just don't think it works. But mm. once you have the ability, like within your orbit, when when I'm having people you know look at your orbit. You know what? What is what do what is there right now? You know when you you have you have an environment to live in. Uh, you have people who care about you. you it, no matter where you can find any kind of thing to change the 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 perspective. You know I I I don't know what that thing is individually for every person. That's why it would be such a different. But when you can just get to a place of well, you know, at this exact moment, at 8.06 Eastern time on a Thursday morning, uh, I, I am really in a good place. Now, I'm, I'm, it doesn't mean I'm not facing challenges, but at this exact moment, right now, if I could figure out how to just live right now and adjust my perspective in right now, today there's limitless possibilities. Whatever problem I'm facing, I can solve that today. It could be solved today, or, or, or I could be, begin a process of solving it today. And it, but it, it becomes adjusting. It's like tuning a frequency on your radio dial, Turn, tuning in the perspective to something that matches what you're trying to, to receive. Your perspective is something that, uh, the, the lens that you view life through is what creates your reality. And, and that's knowing that you have a, a power over it, complete power over your perspective. It seems like like a no-brainer, like you're talking about. Why can't I just flip the switch? I know. Everywhere should, you're looking. It, 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 well, just like what you're saying, it, sh- it feels like there should be a switch that you would flip. So, but even right. if there's not a switch, okay, I recognize there's not a switch. But every time I try to do something, like like this morning I tried to do some journaling, which I'm not really good at because I haven't really done a lot of it, so I don't have a lot of positive track record there. And I, I kind of made some ground, but even as I was writing, uh, I mean, the purpose that I've been using the journaling for has been to try to find a way to say, well, this is what I really want to have happen. This is what I can get excited about and so forth. And as I read today's entry, it was like alternating between, you know, this is what's going wrong, but this is where it could be and it could get really good, but this is what's going wrong, but this is where it, I mean, it was just like this, you could see I was stuck just the way I was writing the darn sure. thing, you know. So, so, well, that, so then it's a question of finding. Yeah. Well, it does. Yeah, it tells me I'm screwed up. <laughs> uh, well, no, <laughs> no, it does tell me though that but, uh, that that I am I'm still allowing myself to be stuck in certain ways, and I I, I think at this point my my reaction is I just got to do some things to just change the experience, just something to just. You know, I, I think I haven't had a chance to get a lot of exercise this year because, um, as much improvement as I've made with my knee, I still have some issues where I, I can't walk as far as I was walking before, and I, I have been healing. So I'm thinking maybe I try to go out and r- risk the pain and see if I can, 
uh, get some exercise that way and get out and explore the nature again because that always worked for me. So maybe that becomes my next step. But I, I think that's it. I have to just find stuff that has worked in the past and just do them again and, and just shake up my world a bit so that I'm not constantly focused on that same bad thing I don't like to focus on. Right, and then somewhere in your area, and I don't—I'm not familiar with your your immediate area, but mm. somewhere there's a place where you could go. And what, one of the things that that uh, I, I I had someone do the other day, we have a uh, the James River runs right through Richmond, and uh, yeah. it's it's got some beautiful areas around there. And there's a place called the Pony Pasture where it's just this big, you know, just big open area around the river. It's got some wooded area, nice hiking trails. And there's a few places out there. And I, I, I have a person who was stuck the other day. And I said, I'll tell you what, I, I'm going to give you an assignment. I was actually seeing that person every day last week. Mm. I, I said, I want, you, I want you to go take, I want you to go take your iPhone and go just spike out, out of the pony pasture and take just nonstop a thousand or 2000 pictures. Just, boom, boom, boom. you know how you can just <laughs> fill up the phone. And, and just, <laughs> yeah. And just, just go in and, and just, just spin the phone around. Just, just don't even look what you're shooting at. And then, then come home, and I want you to go through those pictures. And then tomorrow when we meet, I want you to show me the what the the, the best three pictures. And okay. so he goes, well, "That's that's sort of stupid." And I said, "Yeah, it is." And, <laughs> and so I, I I just I said, "But you're asking how we can get better." Yeah. So he I said, "Just either you're going to either it won't, will work or won't work, but not doing it is guaranteed not to work." So uh, he he went out there and he did exactly what he's asked. And so I got a text from him that night. And he said. I've got some really great pictures. He picked up a, a picture of this eagle that was that he didn't even know he got during the because <laughs> he wasn't tuned into it. And and so he said. So the next day we met. I said, "What's your top five pictures?" So I, I I don't know. And I said, "I thought I didn't think he might." The voice says, "I have a top twenty pictures." He said, "That was a spectacular day." Oh, nice. And he started telling me that he looked at the pictures and it became apparent to him. He said the beauty was there the entire time. His ability to see it at that moment was not there. But by taking the pictures and then looking at it from a and with the concept of what what did you miss yesterday while you're there? And he missed so much. There was so much. I mean, it, it, it's bright green, uh, all the color. We're in the middle of a of just a, an incredible summer, you know, weather wise. And we had a huge rain two days ago. That just sort of made everything just light up in color again. And, and so he was able to see that. And he, he was just fascinated that the pictures really were the opposite of how he was thinking when he went there. Because he just said, God, this is a stupid exercise. He, he had a really hard time until he got home and saw it. Mm. And, and that's, that's putting yourself in a different environment where the vibration is different. And then, you, you know, you can't really, sometimes you can't change your perspective sitting in the same chair because you're, you're looking around and everything's equating to the same thing. Right. Whereas you put yourself in a brand new environment and then, and open your eyes to the wonder of all that. Then you're like, I like, wait a minute. Now I'm watching, and, and there's one picture that was really, really sort of got to him yesterday. There's a picture of a tree that had apparently, when it was a baby tree, Another tree had fallen across it. And so now the other tree had fallen and already rotted, but the tree that survived had, took a quick right turn and then grew straight up into this majestic tree. Hmm. And the tree didn't 
it, it, he said, you know, the tree didn't accept the fact that the other tree had fallen on it and was going to die. It just took a right turn and kept growing. Right. And it, he said, I've got to take my right turn. I've got to. <laughs> and he said, and he picked, he picked that up from the pitcher. Now, I didn't know what he was going to pick up from the pitcher when it did, but I knew it would enforce an incredible new perspective. So every day when we wake up, your perspective that you wake up with, it, it could be good or bad, but like you're trying to do, like you were trying to this morning, I'm going to start writing things down. Well, it shows you where your mind's at. But by changing your perspective of when, you know, when we first started doing the podcast, there were two people listening. Joel and Walt. <laughs> Pretty and much, yeah. There were a few know. others, but not many. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and, I mean, at last count, there's you know, fifty or sixty thousand people have listened to, uh, or that sixty thousand listens to our show over right. the last little bit. And, and so, you, you know, you look at it from a different way. This has grown, and, and I, I wanted to go so much further. But at the same time, look at where we are with this. Look how much benefit you get from this. So, with it in every day. There's a there's a gift of a new day, and I sound so cliche, and I, I I apologize for that. But within that gift is your perspective. It, you get to open that gift and say, "Here's how I'm viewing the gift." It, it's it doesn't matter what the what we go into the day with. You can flip it, and I wish it were a switch. But you need <laughs> to find the tools, and I'm, when I say tools, and, and I say you, what we need as as human beings using the law of attraction. We need to find the tools that match us. And sometimes you have to get away from where you're sitting to be able to see things from a different angle. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And and by the way, I love the uh, exercise you gave to him because when you you talked about snapping pictures everywhere and told him to go look at it later, it was really clear. He was, like you said, he was going to see stuff he hadn't noticed before because when you're in that funk, when you're in that bad place, you don't see it, even though it's out there. Even though right. it's there, you just don't see it. So that was a good idea. I really like right. that one. I may even try that one. I'm not sure how much space I got on my phone, but I might try it anyway, <laughs> just to see what happens. Well, you can, you know, yeah, just take as many as you can. It doesn't have to be a thousand. Just go there and just do a big click, 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 click. And um, the the other thing from a perspective is is I I there's a gentleman I work with in New York City. He's 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 just in the middle of. I mean, it's all about perspective. I mean, this guy makes about five million dollars a year. He has a uh, an incredible penthouse in Manhattan, and and now to a lot of people that sounds exciting. That sounds like hell to me. I wouldn't want to live in Manhattan, <laughs> but it, it, it's it's an incredible place to visit. So it is where where he's at. He's in Lower Manhattan, and um, you know they have the new Trade Center. I, I I don't know what their new name is, but it's the replacement of the World Trade Center, Freedom Tower. And yeah. so he's yeah, so he's there, and he's in that area, and his apartment. Basically, his, his his town home basically looks out, and is so close to it that he can see the building, but he can't see the top of it from his apartment. So, I said, "Well, so we were." I was trying to give him the concept. I said, "Look at the top of the the trade center there," and he's like, "I can't see it." I go, "But you can see the building." He said, "But yeah." I said, "Can you look at the top?" And so we're talking, and he I can tell he was frustrated because he, he wanted to get off the phone. I said, "Just humor me," and. I said, well, I said, go to the top of your building and look at the top. I said, I don't have time for this. I said, yes, please. If you want to do this, please, if you're asking me to help, go. So he trudges up. He's, you know, I don't know, uh, to the elevator and he goes up the top. And it's sort of a little wild. He calls me from the top. And I go, can you see the top now? And he goes, yeah. And I said, 
your perspective before didn't allow you to see the top of this majestic building. You're looking at, you changed your location, and now you're looking at this thing, which is a marvel to see. It's absolutely beautiful, oh, and it just is. knowing the history behind it. And and I said, so it's the same thing from the end of the day. You're stuck within your environment, and you've created a view that is limiting to what you can think you can see. But stepping back or stepping up or changing the way you look at it, that is your perspective. You can do that. I said, I can go over all the things that are great in your life. I said, right, he's dealing with some stresses at work, and, and they're real stress. I'm not saying they're not real stress. Oh, yeah. But I said, you've always, always overcome these things. And in the end of the day, what matters, do you have, you have shelter, you have the ability to, you know, the immediacy of right now is absolutely taken care of. And historically, you've always matched these challenges. So your perspective today needs to be from a, as far away mentally as you can. One of the meditations I do that I help people do, it, it's sort of a version of transcendental meditation, but it, it, it you know, sit down, close your eyes, and try to envision yourself leaving your body and looking at you, while you're sitting there and looking at yourself as high up in the and you know as far as the moon if you could mentally just sort of envision yourself going that you can't see where you sit what you can see from a hundred feet up in the air or a thousand feet up in the air. I know when I'm flying in an airplane and you're 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 looking down and you're seeing all those little teeny cars, you know, going down the interstate. It looks like they're doing about a mile an hour, you right, know, and everything right. seems so calm and smooth. You know, the rush hour over Dallas, Texas, when you fly into Dallas Fort Worth Airport, from the height, it looks so calm and mellow. It does. Then go get in the car and see how crazy that looks. <laughs> yes. Again, right. it's about your perspective. And that's that's what figuring out just a way to change it. It's so exciting that you have that power. It's like the lady I was talking about yesterday. My goal for her is going to be able to help her flip the switch because she is stuck in such darkness that it, it, it all she hears, all her verbiage, all her internal dialogue is based on a view of lack or what her limitations are. And that's all she can see right now. Mm. Yeah, and I, I understand both of what you're saying there, both the, the experience of feeling like you're in the lack and the experience of changing the perspective. Um, in fact, when you were describing the traffic in Dallas and describing the fact that when, or anywhere, really any major city in the U.S., and, and describing what happens when you see it from, you know, 35, well, not 35,000 feet, you know, like 10,000 feet, and also what it feels like when you're in the traffic, they are very different um, perspectives. And it reminded me of a movie. I can't remember what the name of the movie was. It was a Pierce Brosnan movie in which uh, he and his ex-wife are trying to uh, track down and, and, and beat a guy who stole all their, money, all their money through a shell company. And at one point, they get into a car for this rather silly car chase. And they're driving around the, um, the circle there in Paris. And she's like backseat driving, telling him, "Get over! You got to get over! You got to get over!" And you can see from like you're, you're like, "Oh, I don't know, a thousand feet away." So you have a, a big vista view of what's going on, and you see all these vehicles very gently rolling around this uh, the, the circle there. But in their dialogue, as he's trying to get into a lane, you hear them freaking out. They're freaking out. Oh my God! Yeah. Look out! Yeah. And 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 from the viewpoint yeah. you see, it's just they're very gently moving, and it's in a completely different feeling. It's amazing, right? Right, and and that that is the 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 contrast. That is the 
you know, when you're in tune or when your perspective is looking, you know, to receive the others, the, the positive stuff, that's why everybody, you know, chaos and people that are living in, in their own drama and chaos and they don't have any, any view of anything but their problem or where they're feeling, that's where it gets stuck. You know, you're looking at, you know, there, there's a, there, I forget the name of the movie, but it was a, a bizarre movie and it's pretty, you know, violent, I guess would be a, a good term. But one of the, one of the scenes in it was there's this big shootout between, I mean, this massive shootout. And, but yet the, the song that was playing was a Disney song and <laughs> oh, it was this very upbeat. And, and the concept was there that the, the mom was protecting his son. She put headphones on and he was just sitting there, had his head sort of eyes closed, listening to the music. And there's this massive shootout going on around him. Wow. And, you know, again, his perspective was, oh, there's a happy Disney song. He wasn't seeing all this stuff. Right. He was just smiling and, and had his eyes closed. Well, the mom is obviously dealing with just utter, just everything's falling apart world. And uh, it, it just, it, it's such a difference of what was happening versus, the, you know, the, the ability to, to look at it. And that's that way in life. That That's what I love of when I can do all this, when I can say, yeah, I will look at life from the, the view that I want to be able to look at it. I'm in charge of that. And, and so I wake up every day with a feeling of empowerment because I can do that. Uh, for a long time, I was disabled by my belief that I had no power in this equation. Well, this is probably a point where we should bring up the, you've got your head buried in the sand argument uh, because uh, it could be argued if it wasn't a child who had the, uh, the headphones on, it could be an adult who is oblivious to all this terrible thing that's going on that could, that could kill him at any moment. Uh, but he's got his head buried in the sand, or his mom buried his head in the sand, by putting on the headphones, so he's not aware of this terrible thing that's going on immediately. He's in imminent danger. You know, how can you, how can you possibly say that this is a good thing for him to be in that state? Well, I, now, let me back up. I didn't say it's a good thing that he's in the middle of all that. I am saying <laughs> that him worrying about it doesn't change his position whatsoever. By him being fearful, if he knew where he was at and what was going on, he is in no more danger than not knowing. He's in not any better place either way. Mm -hmm. it, but the worry, the being in the worry state, now obviously that's an extreme case of bullets flying around. That's Absolutely. a little different than what we're talking about. Yeah. But, but, but you're, you're, you know, the idea, I've heard that before with people. So, well, Joel, you, you just bury your head in the sand of, of the reality. And I go, yes, probably that, that works uh, because, because I, I, I am not, it's not that I'm not dealing with life. It's just the fact that my perspective, I realize it controls the outcome for me, not for you, not for anyone else, but it, it controls the different outcomes that you are in, I'm in. And that, that's what I love about this. This is the, the beauty of everything is this is the argument most people make against law of attraction or thinking that how it, how to use it in their life. Well, you're, you're not a realist. I'm just being practical. Okay. You're being practical from your perspective. Once I change my perspective, every simple thing changes. Every thing changed in my life. I had no option but to change. And that's where the difference comes. And it isn't that I'm aware of the chaos and drama around me. I'm aware that it exists. I'm aware what people are going through. I just know when I get in the middle of that, the sky is falling for me as well. 
you know, it, it just, it, it, but if I'm not, my sky is not falling. And while the guys next to me, sky is falling. I'm going to respond in a way that's going to make this such an incredible uh, outcome, no matter what. And that, that's what we're talking about. The idea that, you know, there, there's people that, so you look at the other side, why does knowing or, or viewing the world from such a negative perspective, like when I ask people to turn off the news, but I must be informed, right? That, that would be irresponsible if I weren't keeping myself informed. I go, how does being informed with the news make you more responsible? I, I don't, it doesn't, to me, it doesn't equal that. Uh, I, I, I do believe in keeping up with what's going on in a, you know, like, like you do or do, do headlines or certain things. Like, I understand that. But if I'm trying to follow the daily drama of Donald Trump and getting upset about which direction, I would, I, you could have a stroke in one day. There, there's, there's never been more drama than that. And, and so instead of getting stuck in all that, just accepting whichever way this is going, I'm going to be able to respond to that. And, and that's, that becomes a practice. It's a sort of a Buddhist mentality. It's sort of a, uh, you know, again, the, the mindfulness of at this moment is where I have to live in. The chaos around me, it, it, it's out of my control. The focus and my energy on the stuff that is in my control, that's where I got to place it. It's an interesting point that when you, you can actually be seated next to somebody else, you're in the same environment. Um, I mean, as you were describing that, I was thinking like two people sitting on a plane, you know, two people, they're, they're side by side, seated side by side. One person's world is falling apart. The other person's world is wonderful. They're in the same place. They're in the same right. location, but they're experiencing right. life in two entirely different ways. And, and I think what happens all based here, on perspective. it's all perspective. I, I think what happens here is whenever we think about perspective, we tend, and we're not feeling about it in a, in a happy place. We're feeling about it in a contentious place or you know a negative place in some way. So we're, we're just not feeling good. When we think about perspective in those situations, we tend to turn the perspective into what's going on in our real world in, in terms of what, right. what we experience. And at, it's an interesting thing. The person who is sitting in the seat in on the airliner at that moment in time, his real world actually isn't doing anything bad. He's just flying along. Now, it, the the person who is in a bad perspective takes that scenario and changes it into, well, what if the plane is crashing? In other words, yes. they've taken their viewpoint of things aren't going well and turned it into an extreme situation where things aren't going well for anybody. And therefore that disproves the idea that perspective is everything. That's what I was just right. noticing. I think you, you, you have a great term for it. You call it awfulizing, but it's, this is like the net result right. of awfulizing. When you awfulize far enough, you basically set scenarios in which everybody's getting hurt. Right. You create pathways of, of that entire it's funny bringing up an airplane. I, I don't know if we've talked about this one before, but it's one of my, I don't know, probably six or seven years ago, and, and things were going really well in my life, and, and as, in, as they are now. And we were, I was on a plane to Denver, and I was in probably, I would say, the top five worst air flights I've ever been in. I'm not trying to <laughs> oh, exaggerate it. It, it, was, it. it was bouncing around pretty good, and mm. at one point we dropped like 4,000 feet really Oof. fast, and uh, you know, and the mask came down and, um, you know, and, and some of the luggage compartment stuff, 
and you heard screaming. And, you know, and so the lady next to me was just a basket case. And so she kept trying to draw me and I'm reading a book. And <laughs> she, she Joel, Joel is the one who's reading me. the book in the middle of, of a plane experiencing the worst possible turbulence. He's saying, Oh, well, this is an interesting story. <laughs> right. Well, and, and I'm trying to read the book and she kept, asked me she said is it normal and I, and I said probably not you know and the, the 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 flight attendants were buckled in their seats and so i mean it was it was intense and so finally she very frustrated she looked at me she goes how can you be so calm mm. and i said ma'am i said i said there's two outcomes here the plane runs into the ground and we die instantly or we land it's just two outcomes and both outcomes are totally out of my control. And I would like to finish this book before either outcome happens. <laughs> and, <laughs> oh, and, that's funny. Yeah. And, and, and I mean, and, and that, it really, it was out of my control. And, and, you know, the pilot was, you know, obviously a great pilot. And, and he, came, he did a really good job explaining. He said, I know it's rough back there. He said, these, these aircraft are, able to handle a hundred times more stress than we're putting on it now. Even though these massive drop, we dropped 4,000 feet uh, to an air pocket. He said, all engines are working fine. We we're at 33,000 feet. So we didn't lose anything. And he was trying to explain it. He said, so I want everybody just to take a deep breath. Everything's functioning fine. We hit a bad weather system and and it, it calmed the people down because there was an explanation for it. And then and then obviously once we get on the other side, it's usually in the middle of where those mount the mountain range sort of changes, you know, different weather things. And and you know we land we land without event, and it, it just you know there's people getting off the plane there were exhausted. And the, and the lady frustratingly said to me afterwards, she said, "Did you finish your book?" And I said, "It was excellent, thank you." And and it <laughs> it was her perspective again was just so so unusual. Uh, hers was usual, mine was unusual, but it, again, it's just about where you're viewing. I've had flights, I remember coming back from Las Vegas in the middle of my addiction, flying from Las Vegas to Tampa, where I lost everything for the 10th time, and I was going to have to face unbelievable consequences. I was mentally praying that the plane would crash. Really? I was, wow. I was like, oh, th this would be wonderful if it crashed. It would, you know, I, I wouldn't have to deal with all this stuff. And, and so again, two separate flights, two separate perspectives, the same person. So you wake up today with your perspective and you realize I can flip that switch or I, I can find my flip switch to flip. And then it will be a different day. It has no choice, but to be a different day. That's the beauty of what we do. That's why I love doing the show is I get to remind myself as well as you know our audience that I see this happen every day and it, it's, it's this awfulizing event or it's this conditioning. And, and we, once the negative spiral starts, everybody experiences them. And then you start looking at it from, you know, a, I had the weirdest thing happen. Walt is the other day. I, I have this uh, corporate account that I do and these people pay their, I, I, I do phone sessions with their staff and all I do is I bill them and, and they send me a check every month, you know, in a rise between, you know, like the 10th and the 15th, always. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and, and, and it, I, I don't know why my mind did this, but I, you know, I sent it and uh, sent the statement and, and, you know, I think it was, uh, two days ago, I realized, huh, that check hasn't arrived. 
I wonder what's wrong. I wonder if they're not pleased with my service. And I started thinking of all the hundreds of things that are wrong, that could be wrong. And what if I don't get that check? Well, the truth is, if I don't get that check, you know what happens? Nothing. Nothing changes. It, it, everything's fine, even if I don't get it. And second, I haven't heard from so I know, you know, so I called and the lady that normally is my connect, she goes, oh my goodness, Joel. She said, you know, this was the, she said, I have no excuse. She said, I was off the first week of, of July. I'm glad you called. Um, I will overnight it to you. I said, no, 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 no. Just flop it in the mail. We're good. But in that little bit of time before I took action to figure out what was going on, I had a million scenarios of why that check wasn't there. None of them involved her being on vacation for getting sent it. And, and it, it's that it's the way we're conditioned. It's a human condition. It, it's whatever you want to call it, but it, it's it. We pick this up from our 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 parents who picked it up from their parents, and in society, it's just about what is the worst possible scenario of all this. And let me think about it. And huh? Well, I opened up the door for many possibilities. Fortunately, I decided to take action to pick up the phone, and none of it was bad. It was just simply a. Uh, she apologized, sent me a very nice email. She said, we really appreciate what you do for us. Uh, uh, you know, if, if, you know, I'm so sorry. And I wrote back and said, please don't apologize. It's really no problem. You got, and they, these people have paid like clockwork forever. Mm. So it's not, I mean, something that something that's a few days late. And I'm, but I allowed myself to get in that mindset. And, and, and it, it just is something that daily I can revolve on other things. And not look at the fact that, look, if that check doesn't come, if they never send the check, I just, it doesn't really affect anything. I'm still okay. I, I, I love your story for a couple of reasons. The, the story I love it for the most, yeah, the story, the reason, the reason I love it for the most is that you, you talked about how despite all the good things going on, you still managed to find a number of different ways to figure that things are going bad. Right. And, and right. I, I say that, I like that part. I know it sounds strange to say that, that, that I like that part, but I like that part the best because it points to the fact that it happens anyway. And it drives me yes. nuts that it happens anyway. I, I, I really want to find a way to just turn that off. I haven't found a way to do that right. yet. And I'm not sure that there is one, but I would love to find a way to turn it off. But even if yeah. I haven't found a way to turn it off, I at least need to have a strategy to, to stop it each time. And you had a good strategy. Your strategy right. was to say... <laughs> It doesn't make that much of a difference. Now, is it easy right. to always say that? No, actually, it's not always easy to say that. I mean, there are times where, I mean, in your case, you're in a good situation. Financially, you're in a good situation, so the check really doesn't affect sure. you. So it's easier to say it. When you are when, when you were back in your day where you were still dealing, dealing with your gambling addiction, a loss like that would have been horrendous. It would have been oh, a horrible Absolutely. thing. So, so, so it's a much more difficult thing to, to deal with in that situation. And yet, and yet, our perspective still rules. And, and so I think that re really becomes my big question in my life. How do I, whenever I'm running up against something that is seeming really, really big, because I can see foresee some pretty nasty consequences happening right now if this thing doesn't work out, how do I take a breath? And and I, I think it goes back to what we talked about earlier. We talked about changing your perspective. You know, if, if it means physically changing your perspective, you physically change it. But you do whatever it takes to change that perspective. It's like an Abraham thing. Abraham says, uh, you know, Abraham gets asked, you know, well, okay, I know I need to 
to change the way I'm feeling about this? How do I change the way I'm feeling? And Abraham essentially says, you just change the way you're feeling, <laughs> which doesn't sound right. like an answer, yeah, it, but nevertheless, that's the answer. <laughs> it is. And, and, and part of, part of what I, I have learned for me, and again, this is where my, my law of action mentality takes place is when I'm facing something that has me in a situation, I said, what action can I take toward this? Will a phone call work? Well, Will I, you know, instead of worrying about the phone call, even if it's a phone call that I'm pretty convinced is going to be confrontational or not advantageous, or if I've screwed up, did I need to, do I need to fix it? If I, if somebody else has screwed up, what do I need to do? But that's when I get, I try to flip the, for me, the most effective way is to flip the worry into action. What direct action can I take toward this? If I have no direct action, Toward something that means it's out of my control, and my world had had revolves around me not wasting energy on things that are out of my control. When this check did not come, the energy, the the thing that was in my control was I need instead of worrying about it, let me pick up the phone. What I, I, we talked about this again. I know I've used this on the phone on the show before, but a long time ago I was in um, doing a lot of foster care work. Uh, there's a foundation in South Carolina. There's a gentleman that contributes a tremendous amount of money to foster care. And the goal of this foster care unit that he contributes the money to is to find kids in foster care adoptive homes. And these are traditionally harder to deal with kids and harder to place kids, older children, kids with other issues uh, that you know, typically more issues than the average kid. Right. So he, he donates a large amount of money. So every year we had this thing where I would go to and, and me and the, the people on these that were on this committee and I, my time was, I volunteered for this. I, I did not get paid for it. Everybody else was paid, but I volunteered. And so I just was so excited to be involved with this. So we would give a r- annual report and he would be there. There'd be four or five you know other people and then the workers and, so we had this little event at, at sort of in a conference room at a hotel. And this man had the ability to, he, he's a very wealthy man and he looked like he was always grumpy. He was always frowning huh. and he, he, he just had this stuffy look to him. So I give my presentation and I'm, I'm excited about, you know, that year due to this man's direct funds, I mean, and, and efforts we were able to do, we found 15 children homes that year. Now, these are very hard to place kids. And lot, that, that's a, it sounds like a minor number, but it is a large number of kids that found home. And so I'm telling about the, how the, giving updates on the home and how each child was doing and all, and of course, my, I, I was giving the positive spin on stuff. And so as soon as I'm done, he grabs his coat, gets his briefcase, and he sort of walks out the huff in my, from my perspective. I was like, oh, my gosh, what did I say to piss him off? <laughs> and um, so I, I was very upset with that. So the, the next person that came up uh, was a really nice person supposed to talk. Now, this guy left. He's sort of the point. So she's so we're talking before the next person talking. She said, Oh my God, did you see that? And I go, yeah, I pissed him off, man. She goes, no, no, no. He knew I was about to speak and he left. And I said, no, no, no. I, he was mad at what I said, <laughs> apparently. And then the third lady comes up and she said, did you see the guy see that? And I said, yeah. He took one sip of the coffee I made. and he, I can just tell he was furious. Wow. I said, wait a minute. I said, all three of us have a view of how 
we made him leave. So I said, well, instead of us doing this, let me call him. So I called him and I said, Bob, I said, I'm so sorry that you, I said, did we do something? And he goes, what are you talking about, Joel? And he said, oh my goodness. He said, no, I apologize. He said, my, my grandson who has cerebral palsy gets out of kindergarten at, and I, I forgot I had to pick him up. And I just didn't want to interrupt what you were saying, but I had to get out of there and go get my grandson. He said, I could not be more pleased with what you guys are doing. In fact, I'm going to, oh, I'm going to increase my donation next year because if we got 15 kids home this year, he said, we need a bigger – if we could do that, I'm just I, – this is the most action I've ever gotten out of any donation. Thank you, Joel. I'm like – Oh my gosh! How did I, how did I turn that into that? And, and, right. And again, I took this to the extreme in the opposite direction. That happens all the time. I mean, we we assume other people. We look at them. We 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 look at everything that their body language is telling us, and we filter it through our lens and our perspective. And clearly, I pissed that guy off. And and it it just it was ridiculous to be in that mindset. And I love when we're, you know, like you're talking about Walt and, and, you know, finding the little switches and the switches often about what direct action can I take? And if there are no direct actions, and my action in that case was calling the guy instead of worrying about what he was thinking all day and letting it run my day. Now, even if he would have said, you know, I, I gave a million dollars last year and you guys only sell 15 homes. I can't believe it. That's ridiculous. If he would have said that, I mean, oh my gosh, I, as, you know, and, and I would have carried that burden versus, oh my gosh, look at this. I mean, you changed the life of 15 children. You guys did. Wow. He viewed that as one as a great investment. Mm. Uh, and, and I, I, I just, I, I had to learn from that not to allow my perspective to go down the path. And even if it would have been the wrong way, even if it would have gone the other way and he, him being upset, I could have said, look, I volunteer, you know, 15 hours a week to this cause. I don't get any money and I am glad to do it. I will continue to do it because no matter what anybody says, 15 children have a home that didn't have one at the beginning of the year. You know, I, there's something I really love about this story. There are a lot of things I love about that story because it, it shows how important perspective it is. It shows how easy it is to misinterpret what someone else is thinking. It shows how different perspectives can be applied to the exact same situation, perspectives that are so different that they're almost disconnected. And it reminds me of the situation I'm dealing with. It reminds me that there are people in this situation who are expressing uh, frustrations and so forth. And so I have taken into my mind this image of these people as being frustrated individuals, which based on the input that I'm getting makes sense. The input tells me, yeah, they're very frustrated individuals. But what you reminded me with that story is that doesn't tell the whole tale. There is more going on in, the, in their lives than just that frustration about this one situation that, that's been an ongoing situation. That's not the, the sum total of their existence. At least I hope not. Well, right. that, that, boy, that, that really changes the way things look to me because, okay, well, this situation needs to be addressed, but that's not their life. That's what I, right. and that's one of the things right. I've been kind of perseverating about, you know, this, this bad situation going on, it's affecting people who I care about and oh my God, it's ruining their lives. No, it's not. It's not. That's only one piece of their lives. In fact, it also reminds right. me it's only one piece of my life. 
And yet here I am right. getting myself all wrapped up about one little piece of my life. There's a whole lot more going on that's actually good. Of course. Yeah. And, and that and that answer right there is you being able to view that, you know, I've, I've had people that have, that have, you know, one lady one time, she, she calls me and she said, I need help in this area. And I like, I explained to her, I, I did not, you know, this would be, be a clear pro bono case. It, you know, it, it would be no, you know, a no brainer pro bono case. And, uh, you know, I, I had to explain to her that I am not able to put a lot of energy in this right now, but I will try to find her a solution. Mm-hmm. Now, this was a big event in her life. From my perspective, it was something that, I mean, it's not, it's not a life or death situation. And, and I was, and so in about two hours, she texted me and she said, did you find anything? <laughs> and I wrote back and I said, I haven't even started. She said, well, when are you going to do this? And I said, and I, I'm trying to nicely say, anything I do will be a favor and I will do it, but I am not in the position at this point to do it right now. So finally I had to get to a, I had to go to a place of, I had to call her and say, ma'am, I can't help you because this is the biggest event in your life. And it's not a big event in my life. And if you somehow think I have the solution to your event, then you're going to always be displeased with my service. And after we were able to, she said, I, I get that. She said, I said, in the big scheme of things, this isn't that big of a deal. And she was able to hear that in a different way and flip the switch. Good and that was pretty awesome. That's very good. But it, 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 and sometimes it takes that, to, like you're saying, how bad are things? Is somebody's life on the line over this? Let's start there. Literally, are they going to die over it? No. So we'll start as it isn't a worst case scenario. You know, it just isn't. Mm. Now, there's stuff that's important that doesn't require dying. I get that. But if we start at where we're at, everything downhill, you know, it, I, I used to love when people would say, well, Joel, things just can't get worse. I'm like, really? You, you don't think they can? <laughs> I mean, I, I have evidence to the contrary. It, they can get worse, you know. Uh, but but it, 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 it's it, when you believe that everything's, you know, well, I'm at the worst part of my life and you know, it's just not good. No, I mean, it, it's always a worse scenario if you allow it. And there's always a better scenario. Somewhere between where you believe this problem is and the reality of the problem is, you know, you get, there's a, 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 an area you get to choose where to exist. And you get, you're in charge of that. And that's why the topic of perspective is so awesome today. And it was, again, it was a literal last second topic. Uh, but it, it really is powerful because it helps us see all of this that's going on. It does. I mean, and in addition to what you're talking about, for me, the big difference this podcast has been recognizing that just because I see one slice, just like you have your, your donor there, you saw one slice of that donor's reaction to what was going on in his life, and you drew completely erroneous uh, conclusions about what that slice was all about. Because that's all you could see. You could just see that one slice. That's, you, you saw the one reaction. And what I noticed that I've been doing is I've been seeing one reaction and assuming that's their life. Yes, absolutely. And, and here, here, here's a, uh, uh, if you can get a visual analogy that works well with this. Uh, I, I have, imagine if you, what's, what's an, a great painting? Um, um, 
you know, I, I, let's call the Mona Lisa. I okay. think that's a great painting. Sure. Um, hang the Mona Lisa up on the wall and, and put your nose up against the Mona Lisa and look at it. It's probably going to, you're not going to see much. You know, you're going to see the color right there in front of you only. You the, the Mona Lisa is only a beautiful, yeah, it's only a beautiful painting when you step 10 steps back and look at it, you can see the whole thing. Right. L- looking at life or situations through a narrow band only allows you the spectrum that you're looking through. It's like different spectrums of life. You, you, you see it differently from different angles. Uh, I have literally used this in my office before. And again, you know, I love the reactions of clients. Sometimes I've had somebody sitting in the chair and about, you know, that we can't, we can't move forward. I said, here, let's change seats. I literally put them in my chair. I go sit in their chair and they go, why? I go, we need to, we, we need to flip the perspective. You, you keep looking from it from this side. I said, let's change roles. You be me. I'll be you. And, and I've had that work incredible for people to say, tell me, give me the advice I need. And they're usually very accurate when they, when they're doing it for somebody else. And that helps break it open. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times, like, and again, I'm very blind right now to, I have no idea what you're going through. So, uh, again, we, we, we literally went on talk a minute before we went on air today. Right, right, so, yeah. uh, so I don't, I don't know if this is applicable to your case, but it, it is, within me has always been this ability to clearly see what everyone else could do and oftentimes not see what I should be able to do. So it does help me to mentally, you know, I journal sometimes using uh, uh, a third party perspective journaling, I call it, where I will, I will write myself a letter as if I'm Sigmund Freud writing me a letter or I'm some great psychiatrist writing me a letter or Joel, here's what you should do. Um, and, and it's like, wow, he's a very bright guy in reality. I'm just looking at it through his lens and it, mm-hmm. it makes it such a, uh, I have a, a, a guy that, that actually uses this concept. I don't know how comfortable I'm with it. He said in his family, he'll say, okay, well, now, and I've, I've worked with the entire family, two teenage boys and, and the mom and dad, and they'll, they'll, they're having a problem. They say, okay, everybody sit down. What would Joel say here? <laughs> and then they they have this discussion of what Joel would say, and nine out of ten times they're right. And they said, "Okay, let's call Joel and see what he says." And I'll tell them, and they're like, "Yep, that's what we thought." And they, it's it's a tool that you know it it, it puts you in a position of there, there's a a, a psychiatrist uh, from Russia a long time ago named Reifkoff. I don't know if you've heard of the Reifkoff effect. No, I haven't. Um, he. It's a really, it, back in the 70s, uh, it, it is, uh, this guy did a study, went to Russia and looked at this, and this guy, uh, this doctor, Rykoff, what he would do is he would change, train people to not, if he, somebody wanted to be a musician, he would say, pick your favorite musicians, study them, meditate that you're that musician, and, and become them and in your performance, and they would never practice a note, for example, of that, but if they believed enough, they were there. They made music sound incredible because they were doing it through another vision. It's called the Rykoff effect, and it, it's uh, a lot of speakers, uh, public speakers who have trouble speaking in public or have a fear of speaking, will use this technique of pretending they're someone else and uh, uh, you know viewing it from the lens of another person, and it's a lot less stressful when you do that. So, again, the ability to change your perspective is probably the greatest superpower we have and learning to harness it 
in a way that you don't have to spend a lot of energy wasting it stuck in one perspective. And like you're saying, it isn't, it isn't just that one slice. This isn't their life. If somebody's allowing one thing to be their life, that's their problem, not yours. That's right. Yeah. And that's the, that's the part that I was overlooking. Uh, I mean, I can't get into the yeah. details of the situation just because there are too many confidential sure. things involved. But um, in, general, in general, what I've been looking at is seeing people who were experiencing frustration because of the situation. I was experiencing frustration. They're all key players in, in this uh, scenario. And I, first of all, like you said, I was taking responsibility for them feeling that way, which I didn't realize I was doing. I mean, it's not like I intentionally said, you know, I'm going to feel responsibility for how so-and-so feels. That's not what I was sure. thinking at all. But nevertheless, there was a little piece of me that was saying, well, geez, i got to fix their problem for them, you know, because it's, it's affecting right. the overall group. And, I, and until I fix that for them, the, the group isn't going to get better. And again, as I say that, it sounds irrational. But nevertheless, that, that was kind of like a guiding thing going on within me. And when I combine with that with the fact that th what I was seeing – as their problem, as their thing that had to be resolved, was only a small piece of their life. So I was—I had taken one yeah. small slice of their life that was negative, made it my thing to solve rather than theirs, and basically put myself into a trap that I couldn't get out of. Absolutely. Well, yeah. and, and you instantly change your perspective by processing it that way right now. Exactly. You change it. Yeah. And, and, and it will not control you. It will. It, it, it's, it's just that it's that simple but it's so complicated at the same time. It's just so it, – that, that's the baffling piece of all this. It, it's, it seems so – well, of course, my goodness. I mean, it's, it's simple to look at it this way. Right, right. Uh, well, when you're in the middle of it, it, it it's not. And that's why the, the ability to – you know, when, when uh, Napoleon Hill talks about uh, having a mastermind meeting or having a group of people of similar thought talk, that's where you – you get ideas and energy that pulls you out of that. I, I, I have a few uh, uh, like-minded people, some therapists, some coaches who, you know, will occasionally get together and, you know, come to my office and, and order something and, and for lunch and just sit around. And, just, and, and we, we have no intended topic. We just start talking about things and what's bothering you. What's been your challenge this week? What's going good this week? What, what, you know, what are you thinking? Where, you know, where are you stuck? And, and I, I'm just, I'm never, I really am never shocked, but I am always amazed at what comes out of those meetings. I've seen incredible things. So, you know, having that ability to, they're my perspective changers. I call them, you know, they, they, it's called a mastermind meeting, but I call it perspective changing. Uh, it, it, it's, it's really an adjustment by having – you need the right-minded people to do it. You don't want a bunch of awfulizers in that meeting because, Lord, well, it, you know, we might as well just all quit and go, you know, live in the woods uh, <laughs> that, you know, for the endooming pending doom here. But, right. you know, it, it's just an amazing way to flip it. And you did that – you've done that during this call or during this, this uh, broadcast as well as – reminded yourself it isn't that you didn't know all this it's just you needed to bounce that off say it and and that's your that's where your power exists and, and to bring the law of attraction into it the questions some people are going to ask is well wh what does law of attraction have to do this well i can tell you last night i was asking my inner being i was saying inner being hey the rest of me pay attention because i need help here i need to know how to solve this thing i have no idea how to solve it and i need you to to Get me to wherever I need to be in order to solve it. And 
the answer that I ended up getting was this morning, you and I were trying to figure out what the topic was going to be. And I said, Joel, I don't know what the topic should be. And you said something, well, let's say do something with perspective. I said, okay, perspective, use it or lose it. You said, okay, that sounds good. And that was the law of attraction delivering the answer to me. Because by taking the topic perspective, it enabled us to set up this whole conversation that got me to the point where I could finally see what was really going on. Thank you so much. I appreciate yes. the law of attraction. I appreciate it, Intermediate, and I really appreciate Joel Elson. Thank you so much. <laughs> you helped me get there. Oh, I'm, I'm, I, well, I'm glad, and, and, and again, that, but you did that. You did it, and it's an important thing to see that we, with that law of attraction, with, the perspective is the law of attraction. That's the, the million-dollar answer when people don't understand. Your perspective creates your reality, which which is how you're feeling. If every if the if it's gloom and doom or it, it imminent problems, that's what you're putting out there. Or I need an answer. I need a solution. I'm looking for a solution to this. Putting out the energy of of resolving, then then the law of attraction always brings it to you. You know, it's just such a a, a different place. I, I you know sometimes I, I find myself because things are so going so well. It's almost like. Okay, well, what what should I be doing next? Where, where's that next? It's almost like the need to need something, and uh, mm-hmm. I, I I just accept that the next step there. I'm not on my final step. The next step will come when it's time. I'm doing the right thing. I, I find myself, you know, it's like I, you spend a lifetime getting to a point where you don't have these concerns, and yet your your mind almost always tries to create these concerns. You know. Waking up with a feeling of what, what, what's missing? What should I, there's nothing missing. Things are going great. And, and, and more great stuff is on the way. I mean, it's, it's, it just happens that way. So it, it, the law of attraction is, is, it's involved with perspective. And that's where our power exists with it. Law of attraction responds to us and we're in charge of it, even though there's times you can't see that. Yeah, there have been uh, conversations that I've been having with uh, Wendy and Cindy this week talking about how uh, the law of attraction, another word for the law of attraction is momentum and how the momentum builds up positively or negatively, depending on what it is your perspective is. And what you're pointing out here is if you want to turn, change that momentum, you want to reverse it or, or redirect it or something like that, that's where perspective comes into it. By changing the perspective, Absolutely. we set ourselves up so that we can change where the momentum goes. Completely. Yeah. Well, this has been great. Thank you very much for uh, you gave me a therapy session today. That was good. <laughs> well, I mean, I, it wasn't intended, but it worked out. Well. I know. I just you know, it was like one of those things. It was good. That it, 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 to me, it reiterates that I I never am able to predict in advance how a resolution is going to come. I've never. I, I, every time I try to predict, when I ask for a law of attraction solution, I try to predict how it's going to work out. It never works out the way I thought it was going to. It, I, it never even goes in the direction I thought it was going to go into. I, and one of these days, I think I'm actually going to learn, you know, give up on trying to figure that out, Walt. Don't even go there. You just drive yourself nuts when you do it. Stop doing that. <laughs> yeah, let go of that outcome and just let it be. Absolutely. Uh, before we go, how does somebody reach out to you? Because I do get a lot of people asking, how do you reach Joel? Because he's got such great perspectives and maybe he can help me with Problem X. How does somebody reach you? Um, joelelston.com is my website. Uh, my email is joelelston at gmail. Either way gets me. I'm responsive to, to messages. And uh, if I can't help you, I will send somebody, send you in the direction that will get you help. Feel free to contact me if anybody's interested. It's been a pleasure, bud. I'll talk to you next week. 
right, Walt. Have a great one, my friend. You do the same, and we'll see you all next time as well here on LOA Today. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye.